I've got an intro for this one since it's all based around the press. Right. Okay. We interrupt this broadcast for a special report. Stupid Sexy Podcast has hit the final episode in its second season, and it's very exciting. The only thing more exciting could be if they're about to talk about it for half an hour to 40 minutes. And they are, because it's the Stupid Sexy Podcast. (laughs) Welcome, everyone. The final episode of the season. Season 15, episode 22, Fraudcast News. You're joined as ever by your two hosts. First of all, over there, for some reason, she was stifling a lot of laughter when I was pretending to be Tom Brokaw. It's Heather Anderson. And over there, knowing that I just love a little giggle and a little tee-hee-hee, it's Alan Irwin. That is right, that is me. And how are you feeling, Heather, about coming to the end of your second season? It's so weird. Time flies when you're watching mediocre episodes, huh? Exactly. And are you excited for my little proposal at the end? Don't do Mr. Burns' fingers at me. I, I, I hate having carrots dangled in my face, Alan. Tell me now or tell me never. And your reputation would suggest otherwise, my friend. Anyway, as always, Heather, as I have for every episode so far, I have prepared a synopsis for this one. Would you like it's to hear the it? the final synopsis. Tell me, Alan. Tell me, Alan. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Season 15, episode 22, Fraudcast News. After being mistaken for dead, Mr. Burns discovers that the citizens of Springfield have no love for him. Despondent, he decides to buy up all of the town's media to force a change of narrative. With almost all free press gone, the sole truth-telling medium is Lisa's new paper, The Red Dress Press. As Lisa tries to get the truth out, Burns will stop at nothing to shut down the last vestiges of criticism and revamp his reputation. That certainly sounds like an episode that would end this season, for sure, for sure, for sure. And what did you think of it? This episode's fucking bonkers. I think it's great. I really I liked it. I quite liked it. I really, I really liked it. it. It's certainly a damn sight better than last week's episode. Like oh, one million percent. Sure. So would you like to discuss it then? Shall we we get into our chat? Let's dive on in. Let's chit the chat. Let's shoot the shit. For the last time this season. Okay, so no chalk gag. They didn't give us a chalk gag even to finish off the season. And they gave us a, a reused couch gag. But I did like it. Did, the Japanese anime bastards. characters. I do like that one. It's mm-hmm. fun. I know you do. So the episode starts with we're at Geyser Rock, which is a big, like it's not a carving. It's like the way the stone has eroded in the side of a mountain has created the face of a man. And it's going to be made a national landmark. An old geyser. (laughs) Apparently, prior to being made a national landmark, the Geyser Rock was essentially used for uh, teenagers to make out or commit suicide. So the greasy teen tries to end his life because Futurama was cancelled. And then he lands on a guy making out with his girlfriend and she's like, you, you you, better be a good kisser. And then she starts making out with him. So he now has discovered something to live for. Pussy. I mean, yeah, maybe that's what I'm doing wrong. But like land on people? I uh, didn't jump off a big rock. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I need to do to get my will to live. Get my hole. Hoo-ha, my hole. He's got a great, a great hole. hole. So... Uh, loads of the members of the Springfield citizenry are there, including Mr. Burns, who weirdly is dressed like a southern governor in the 60s. Like, very odd. Homer is there with the family and he notices that there is a tree growing out of Geezer's face. And he's like, that will ruin, we'll lose tourists and I'll never be able to sell my roadside corn. And Marge, you don't sell roadside corn. He goes, there's a lot you don't know about me, Marge. Now, what the fuck's roadside corn? Like, what type of corn is it? Corn corn cobs with the leaf, like the sheaths of corn. People sell them at the side of the road. It's like, you know... um, Where? Where you can get like roots in America. I think you meant like county down. You know, um, whenever people have like roadside fruit stalls and stuff, it's like the same thing. Like people just sell vegetables and all. You can sell corn. 
if you have corn to sell right. at the roadside, okay, you know, it's really not that. It's not as weird as you're making it out to be. It's just I just corn. didn't know. Why are you make? Why are you mocking me for being stupid? If I mocked you every time you were stupid, I'd never stop mocking you. You never stop mocking me, Alan. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> So the musical act is Blood and Tears and Quimby's like, thank you, Blood and Tears. And we're sorry to hear what happened to Sweat. Now, I feel like I should have heard of Blood, Sweat and Tears, but I have no idea who they are. I looked them up. They are a real band. But like, are you familiar with Blood, Sweat and Tears? Nope. I didn't think they were a real band. I just thought it was a joke because like Blood, Sweat and Tears, no, it's just Blood and Sweat. So Homer decides to to save his roadside corn business. He's going to climb up onto Geezer Rock and pull the tree out of his face. He went, now to do something I've never done before. Help out an old man. So Lisa has written a poem that she's going to read to about geezer rock but before she can get started homer pulls the tree out but somehow it shatters the entire face of geezer rock yeah, which is i'm raging because they'd, they'd invited the deputy undersecretary of the interior to commemorate it and he's come out all that way for nothing oh, no. so the place is starting to collapse and lisa's like but i didn't get to read my poem and homer says here's a poem run faster lose your ass and then pushes <laughs> her away there's smoke everywhere and mr burns is buried underneath all the rubble mm-hmm. and for some reason smithers reaction was like really delayed there was like two seconds where he's looking at it before he goes oh, yeah. Mr. Burns it's so weird and then he goes oh I never got to show him my tattoo <laughs> and it says boss of my heart there's a lot of bonkers tattoos in this season there is there? yeah that and Dole Camp 96 or you know maybe we need a category in the awards like best tattoo if you give us a five star rating and <laughs> to message us about it you get to pick what tattoo out of those two I get you should get them both like one on each tit or something one on each ass cheek that'll do they're driving the Simpsons are driving home with Mr Burns apparently dead and Lisa's like my poem has become an elegy an elegy no one will ever hear and then Bart's like well at least some good came out of today <laughs> get her Bart and Homer's like that's it you're grounded for a week he goes ah, I'd rather just pay the fine so he gives Homer three dollars so it turns out Mr Burns is alive he comes in and he like clears out his ears and he knocks a little bit of his brain out which he then has to put back in oh that stays in he reveals basically the way he survived was that he, he there was a, an, uh, an air gap so he had bugs and his tongue is really frightening but then he crawls through into another area and there's a mole like slithers like a snake yep start suckling a mole very very weird I didn't like that at all and he's like oh yeah that kept me alive and then he's like I want to see how people are reacting to my apparent death so he turns on his TV and there's loads of commemorations about the death of an old man but it turns out they're talking about Geezer Rock and they're like but at least he has killed Monty Burns who we don't have to worry about anyway <laughs> something all of us were too afraid to do what I like is so Burns spits out his tea so aggressively that he, de- he dehydrates yes that is very funny I've seen that gif before as well but I haven't seen this episode whenever he's all dehydrated he reminds me of Emperor Palpatine in episode 9 you know when he's like on that machine he's like I have died before yeah that one (laughs) I see you've played knifey spoony before I went a bit Beatles there you really did didn't you I've died before or what's the other one your woman on on TikTok who's like here's what he's in the day as a fat bitch who very controversially doesn't give a fuck that she's fat (laughs) anyway Burns is very sad and he's like I don't have a friend in the world. And Smithers like, you have me, sir. And he pushes him away. He's like, don't be so needy. He says, you know, I don't know why the public hates me. I, I give turkey to the poor. And they're like, you cancelled that program in the 30s, sir. So he decides the only way to change perceptions isn't to become a better guy. It's to buy all the media and create like I mean, propaganda. if you have the money and the means to do so, like, I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen? I mean, if you're a big, you know, they, basically he's the Koch brothers or the Koch brothers, however it's pronounced. Coke. Coke brothers, is it? Sorry. I don't know. The cock brothers. That's what they are to me. (laughs) 
And then he makes Smithers bring him in, bring him in another mole, and then he sucks on their teeth again because he's like, "Ooh, I've got a real taste for this." I really got hooked on the stuff. So, <laughs> my God, disgusting. Lisa prints her newspaper, which is the Red Dress Press, as a one-off. Homer quite sweetly drives around and throws it out around for. Her. And it reminded me of you know the game Paperboy. Do you remember Paperboy? Which is a very yes, fun game. I... It's cracking. I've I have Lisa's poem here. Would you like to hear it? Uh, oh, do I have to? Yeah, why not? Let's okay. play it for the listeners. <laughs> Postcard image thing to see, to think of Springfield is to think of thee. What thoughts be pass ahind thy mind? Why sky art blue, why trees art green? And what pray tell did thine eye see? Perchance, old friend, they gazed at me. Brought low by nature's oafish hand, they crushed our reviewing stand. And twixt thy stones glimpsed I the truth, all things must pass thy face, my youth. I think that's quite nice. For an eight-year-old, like. It's and it really nice does, poem, yeah. it makes everybody emotional when they read it. It's a big hit. Although I felt bad for it. So we cut to Krusty, who <laughs> is like crying. He looks at Mr. Teeny and he's like, you aren't a patch on the third, Mr. Teeny. You're nothing. And then Mr. Teeny cries. I know. Monkey. I know. Um, so Flanders says he really enjoyed it. To Lisa, he's like, I can't wait to read the next edition. And she's like, oh, I didn't even think about doing another one. So she decides to set up a, a newspaper. So she recruits. But not before... Uh, Bart's like, well, you're going to have to do something because I've sold memberships. <laughs> oh, that's right, yeah. How else do you think I bought all these prizes? So Lisa interviews people to work in the paper. Nelson, his only journalistic skill is beating up nerds. Ardo upset the pounding nerds, so they, she makes him the um, mm-hmm. the film critic. And then Ralph critic. is like, I want to be a fire engine. And she goes, okay, you can be a feature columnist. And he goes, okay, I'm a feature columnist. drives around like a fire engine. So Burns is revealed as alive and Kearney's reaction is, whose skull am I drinking beer out of then? I know. <laughs> so oh, um, I know that this that even the what I'm saying this is a reference to is also a reference to an earlier thing. But do you notice whenever, so Homer, Carl and Lenny turn up in like big white suits to dance on Mr. Burns' grave and they, they're dressed like Take That in the music video for Shine, if you remember that. Yeah. I, love, I know that's a reference yes. to something, but I just yes, I hadn't yes, thought about yes. Shine in a long time. A rare occasion where Mark Owen got the lead vocals for a pretty mark. So they run away with their clickety heels because Burns is alive. I don't know what the context of this is, but at some point Burns says, <laughs> indoor plumbing. The lack of it killed my mother. But I can't remember why. <laughs> so he takes over everything. He takes over the newspapers. He manages to get one of the newspapers by giving the guy a bag of money with a uh-huh, woman in he's it. he's like, I'm and not even tempted. And she's like, we could split an ice cream Sunday while I'm sold. <laughs> and he gets into the bag with her. And he buys all the TV channels. He also buys even the Sky Riders and writes Burns is good uh, in, in the sky. And Cletus and Brandine are looking at him. And Brandine's like, what does that say? And Cletus goes, it says, I loves you. Brandy. She, and she goes, oh, Cletus, tonight you can knock me up again. My God. Now the news is th- there's a debate between Kent Brockman and Booberella, who's back. My boobs. There's also an itchy, itchy and scratchy cartoon called What's Nuke Pussycat? What? Hello, bad. Hello, bad. <laughs> The, the cartoon is all just about how great nuclear power is. Lisa's watching it and she's like, this is awful. Burns owns everything. I've got to speak out before it's too late. And then she looks beside her and Burns Weekly is sitting there and it says, it's too late. It's like, ah. So she tries to confront Burns, but he wants to buy her newspaper because she's sending out critical articles about him. So he brings her up to his office and he tries to bribe her with some mm-hmm. horses, some dancing horses. And they're fucking terrifying. Their breath smells like peppermint. No, it doesn't. They're horses. No, it, I, know, I'm not, I know you didn't say that. I know Lisa's saying that, but like, 
No, it fucking doesn't. They see you're full of shite. I know you're eight, but come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I'm not okay with it. But he tries to bribe her and he's, and he's like, fine then, get out. Well, I can't. My mom's not picking me up for another hour. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think of today's popular music scene? I think it distracts people from more important issues. Are you always on? <laughs> uh, very good. We see an edition of the Red Dress Press and Ralph make, makes his Oscar picks in that edition. What do you think Ralph's favourite film is? I think Ralph's favourite film, bit of a wild card, but I think it would be something like Ivan's Childhood. <laughs> I was thinking Rashomon, but that's not how he remembers it. Um <laughs> Or Ran. Maybe he's a big... Or Kagamusha. Maybe he's a big fan. I think he likes Kurosawa, you know. He's like, ooh, Kagamusha. Oh, or the yeah. Hidden Fortress. Um, oh, yeah. Seven Samurai. Throne of Blood. <laughs> All the films. All the fun of the fair. So, because of Burns' intimidation, he starts trying to interrupt the... He, run, he runs Homer off the road while he's delivering the papers into the Rattlesnake Sanctuary. So, everybody quits. And then Milhouse reveals that the article that he wrote from Baghdad was all lies. He was actually in Basra. <laughs> that little bastard. Milhouse, you scamp. <laughs> but quite sweetly, everybody quits except Bart. Bart just likes strong cartoons. He's quite good at satirical cartoons. Wasn't it Mr. Burns tying free speech to a train track and the train's coming but it's got Smithers' head? Mm-hmm. So Lisa is printing her paper one night and the power cuts and she's like, Mr. Burns cut the power. Now why does he immediately assume that? Would you not at least check um, that it's not well, just I think the, the fact that her printing machine went off and the light went off and then Homer came in and said these batteries have to power everything in the house and then put on uh, Spice Girls, danced around <laughs> for about half a minute and then the batteries died. Yeah, but in your first, before all that you just be like, Oh, the trip's gone, <laughs> would be your first instinct. You wouldn't be like, oh, that's definitely an evil billionaire. Also, can I also uh, rebut with, uh, she's an eight-year-old. <laughs> okay, fair point, yeah. Homer doesn't even really know the words. He's like, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want, what I 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 want, what She's a real lady, and all that, you know. Don't come for free. Don't be many for me. That's for me, I'll say. Skinner brings Lisa in and is like, look, secretly, actually, I'm supporting you. So he gives her, the, uh, what's it called, a mimeo, is it? Yeah, it's that. Um... It's like a press that doesn't require electricity. Yeah. So he's like, use this. And then we see a flashback of him and Nam printing flyers to sell a chair. And he's captured by the Viet Cong. He's like, I didn't see that chair till 1992. It was never the same. <laughs> <laughs> Burns is getting desperate because now the paper's still going out even though he's cut the electricity to the Simpson household. So he's like, assemble the League of Evil and he opens a wall revealing the League of Evil. Who? My League! <laughs> They're all just skeletons. <laughs> My beautiful League! Yeah, and he's like, even monsters need air, sir. Blast. Well, gather their watches. Those are my watches now. So Burns brings Homer in, try to convince him. And he's like, you know, the most important thing is you don't delude yourself in life. And then he looks at himself in the mirror and he sees like a suave, like little pencil mustache. And And also Burns' term for a sexy man is beefcake Charlie. So Burns, Burns, basically what he's trying to do is get dirt on Lisa from Homer. So Homer like won't speak. He's given loads of drugs and then he just stuff gets let, let out about her. He also reveals that Millhouse loves her. So there's all this scandal. So Burns releases a paper that's just all scandal about Lisa. And Lisa's very upset. Homer says, hey, I said good things about you too. Check the lifestyle section. Plastic pearls make the girl. Make the girl. <laughs> Burns uses a laser to draw... Millhouse kissing Lisa on the moon and then Millhouse watches it and goes way to go moon Millhouse that's Gross. so funny um, so 
Homer is very upset with it. He's like, he sees Lisa sad in the garage as he's going to work. He's like, I can't watch my children like this. So he goes over and closes the door on her. <laughs> That's very funny. But he decides to do the right thing. So he comes in to make his own newspaper. And he's like, Marge, I'm staying up all night for my little girl. Put on a pot of coffee. Drink it. Then start making burgers. Some anniversary this turned out to be. <laughs> and Homer's paper is really sweet it's all about how Lisa's great basically but it also inspires the town so everybody starts releasing their own paper Barney has one Lenny yeah. Lenny has the Lenny saver and the headline is the truth about Carl he's great Willie and then Willie goes I reviewed all the new tractors they're all shite I didn't think shite would have been allowed but I love it. I suppose shite's not really a swear word in America, is it? It probably is edited out here. And mm. Paddy and Selma have one. It's like you can do a quiz to see if you're a Paddy or a Selma. And we find out that Sea Captain is a, is a Selma, isn't he? Because everybody now has their own newsletter, their own source of news, it kind of makes Burns' plan redundant because nobody's paying attention to his news sources anymore. So he decides to give up. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, yeah, you know, it's not, you really shouldn't use your own like news or your own networks to like promote yourself. And then they look into the camera and go, Rupert Murdoch is a beautiful man. I'm the Rupert Murdoch, the billionaire tyrant. <laughs> so then the episode ends on that, actually. So what did you yeah, think, Heather? I really liked this episode. I thought it was fun. It was good. It was silly. It's it good, good, silly. Yeah, I thought it was very fun. Also, it had a little bit of heart. You know, Homer, like, finally coming through and doing the right thing yeah. for Lisa. It was very sweet. There's probably something, like, sweet about the way it treats journalism, you know? Even if it's not accurate all the time, but it's, like, a nice... There's, mm-hmm. like, a nobility to doing it well and all that. Unlike last week's episode, it did not have a confused message. It was very clear yeah, no, that, you know... Sure. So, what are you going to give it out of five? Four. I have four, too. So, that is Woo-hoo! four and four. That is eight out of ten. So, we're finishing eight. strongly on the season so much better than last week which was literally four total not four each we're on the up and up so that does it for season 15 episode 22 broadcast news and thus that does it for season 15 good riddance see you pal so what here's my here's my plan right so next week we're going to be back to do our season 15 awards the awards for outstanding outstanding achievement in the field of excellence yes we'll have a big chat then now Here's my proposal. I talked to you last week that I had a proposal, and this is based on talking to someone who listens to the podcast, really likes right. it, but had a suggestion. Okay. Right. So, do you remember whenever we started this podcast, we're like, we'll pick the first season where we haven't seen any of the episodes, which was season 14, yeah. right? And the thing that has surprised me most about the show so far is it's all right. <laughs> like, it's yeah. all right. It hasn't been too it's bad. bad. And actually, like... the review score, I'm fairly sure that season 15, we've rated higher on average than season 14. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I think for a little wild card, right? I think we should randomly draw like a fucking late, late season and do a shit, really shit one. Yes. Right. So let's not do season 16. We'll put all the 20s or something in and just pick one at random and do a random number generator and we'll do that one. And actually, do you know what? Maybe that could nearly be what we, if we like that, we, if we don't like it, we'll go back and start in season 16 again. But if we do, that could be the way we do our seasons. We'll just fucking like pick them at random because then sometimes you'll get some good stuff. Sometimes you'll get some utter, utter shite. Yeah, I'm on board. I love the chaos of life. I'm just a fake plastic cow being tossed around by a tornado for cinematic effect, baby. (laughs) And why should I stop that train now? Hey, Twista! And I'm Helen Hunt. So I think next yeah, week, nice. at the end of the awards, we'll do a wee draw and we'll pick our next season. And whatever number we get, we have to take that many cans. Because also, excitingly, <laughs> um, next week's episode, the awards, 
will be a, f- a, a first time for us at the podcast where me and Heather are actually going to be face-to-face in person for the awards. Face-to-face in person. So that's exciting. So we'll see how that person. goes. I may, you know, maybe she smells. I don't know. We'll find out. I but got a nose, don't I? Obviously, because this is the last episode of the season and next week's the awards, I don't have to do a synopsis. So I don't have a synopsis for next week's episode, Heather. So all we really have to do is say, thanks for listening to Super Sexy Podcast. This has been season 15, episode 22, Fraudcast News, which concludes the episodes in season 15. Heather, if people want to get in touch with the podcast, maybe just make a suggestion for the awards, maybe an award that we should do, something like that. How could they do that? Uh, they could email us at stupidsexypodcasts at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Twitter, which is at stupidsexypod, and we're on Instagram at stupidsexypodcast. Am I forgetting anything? You're forgetting how they can support the show. For example, uh, reviewing us on their podcast platform of choice, sharing us on their socials, or telling a friend who they think might like it. It's a good time to jump on, actually, because we'll do the awards and then we're going to move on to a new season. They can pick up, follow along with us. Great times to be had by all. And if they want to go back into the archives, if you, if you don't count even bonus episodes, this is episode number 44 of the podcast. That is going to do it for this week's episode. It's been a delight, as always, obviously. This has been the Stupid Sexy Podcast. I've been Alan Irwin. I've been Heather Anderson. And now the weather. It's raining jokes here at the Stupid Sexy Podcast. And tomorrow there's a warm front of joy and awards. <laughs> 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 anyway, thanks for listening for the, another season. You've been a delight as always. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.